Welcome, witches and witchlings. I hope you are all well and have been practicing your craft however you do. We have been on school holidays here. I mean, we homeschool, so it's not too different. But we've been exploring so many different activities within our community and it's been super fun and I've been a bit exhausted. <laughs> we are getting ready to celebrate a load over the next few weeks. Our daughter Mia turns 11. We enter into Hallow's Eve. It's my 18 year anniversary with hubby. And of course, Xmas is around the corner. Oh my goodness. So in today's session, we'll be talking about all things Halloween or Hallow's Eve, Halloween's origins and lore, protection magic and warning off evil, plants and herbs for this time of year, kitchen witchery, offerings for loved ones and traditions around Hallow's Eve, and candle magic. So let's get into it, shall we? The Blissful Witchcast, a sacred place where we talk spells, rituals, love, pleasures and magic. A place of sharing from the life of an Australian witch while raising my young witchlings and experiencing my own journey of green and kitchen witchery. Let's embark on this witch quest together to living a more happy and soulful life with your host, me, Sinead. my goodness where has this year gone we've just entered term four um for our homeschool journey and it feels like I should only really be heading into term three um yeah it's it still puzzles me how the older you get I suppose time just feels so different so although moon wise um, the Aries full moon had hit us and my fiery side was roaring. I'd been on a really good emotional balance beam and I've fallen off slightly-ish. So trying to find more me time more frequently by simply shutting my door, lighting candles at my altar, journaling, oracle cards, breathing, music in ears, incense burning, being in my garden, you know, anything that's just going to help center me and ground me and my fiery side. But hey, I'm human and times like the Aries moon brings these emotions out to play for a good reason. I share this because we think we need to always keep our shit together and I can tell you now that's bull. One of the biggest things I've learned about myself this year is I am utterly bloody freaking amazing. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, I juggle a lot um, as most mums and dads do. I've been more tolerant and patient than I thought I could ever be, especially having the kids by my side 24-7. I've taken a lot of study on myself, um, somehow keep a tidy home, put three meals on the table each day with thought, nutrition and love put into them, binge watch some funny shows, read some darn good books, garden and chat to 
my brother reminiscing all the funny stuff we used to get up to as kids. I hope you too are taking a break for your own mental health and saying no to more things instead of the fake yes out of pressure, responsibility or expectations. Put up your protection magic castings and take some time for yourself weekly. I know that can be easier said than done, but you will feel better for it. So Halloween, where it all begins and never ends. Halloween's origins can be tracked back to ancient pagan rituals. Its origin lies in the medieval Gaelic festival of Samhain, which marked the end of the harvest and the beginning of winter in the Northern Hemisphere. On the day of Halloween, October 31st, the souls of the dead return to their homes for just one night. As is believed, the veil between our world and the afterlife is at its thinnest. So people dressed in costumes and lit bonfires to warn off evil spirits through dress-up trickery, decorated their homes and feasts with their families with foods of offerings masquerading as animals or beasts. This was in hope of fooling spirits who might want to harm them. The practices of a fire festival evolved over time, most notably with the spread of Christianity and the Catholic Church. Many of the Celtic pagan traditions were reframed with the Christian narrative in an attempt to capitalise on the popularity of the pagan practices while spreading the new religion. That reframing created many of the Halloween traditions that people in America in particular still practice today. However, witches and pagans alike take a bit of a twist in this tradition, combining the craft and Mexican traditions together. The Mexican culture, who celebrate a joyful festival in honour of their deceased, known as Day of the Dead, or, excuse my pronunciation, Dia de los Muertos, <laughs> they believe the dead come to visit from the afterlife once a year with decorated streets, colourful disguises, great makeup, music, food and dance. They remember the deceased and celebrate life in honouring them. Two of our favourite movies to watch this time of year is The Book of Life and Coco, such beautiful colours and meaning behind the stories. Days before the festival, families start decorating the streets, houses and public buildings with colourful altars and fill them with numerous offerings of photos of those who have passed, flowers, food, candles, sugar skulls, the traditional sweet skull bread, skeletons and coffins made of marzipan and incense. The drinks are not to be missed either. They quench the thirst of the dead after the long journey from the here after to the night's journey to the living. They decorate the path from the cemetery to the altars with orange yellow flowers. These are meant to serve as signposts as the colour represents the light of the sun's rays to attract and guide the souls of the dead to their families. So a little when working with this time of year, I've collected a 
group of zodiacs, colors, etc., that you might like to include in your practice for Halloween, Hallow's Eve, for the month of, or any time you might be thinking of working with the afterlife. So deities associated with Halloween are the Kerrigan, Kerridwin, sorry, Morrigan, Hades, Persephone, Hecate, Hell, and Odin. Colours are orange, purple, black, white, brown, and gold. Zodiacs or planets, you've got Scorpio, Mars, and Pluto. Crystals, amethyst, black tourmaline, bloodstone, howlite, onyx, ruby, peridot, moonstone, and fuchsite. Herbs, incense, and oils. Myrrh, oak, orange, patchouli, sage, sandalwood, wolfsbane, wormwood, jasmine, clove, cinnamon, apple blossom, and hawthorn. Animals and creatures. Bats, cats, owls, ravens, snake, werewolf, vampires, hag, and the fae. You might like to create your own Halloween altar. You can't really go wrong with this, but we're going to go with two options for today's session. Start by clearing some space. You can place candles that won't catch on fire, incense and elemental objects such as fire, earth, water, air, images or photos, colours of all sorts or any of the above just mentioned, flowers, fresh or dried, symbols or tarot cards, papers and pens and matchsticks. So the deities and goddesses and offerings. With the deities or the goddesses you've chosen to work with for protection, it always is a give and respond action. It's never a give and take. Make sure you've done your homework and know what offerings they appreciate in order to work with them and set your altar up with items you wish to have and items they need or suggest. Crystals of black are known for protection, clear quartz you can never go wrong with, red tones for grounding work, dark blue for third eye meditation and connection. Remembering those who have passed. This is more special to me personally. I've set this kind of altar up the last few years and have loved this time of year, especially for this offering. Bring out the photos of those who you love and held dearly. Put their faces and memorabilia out on display, creating a family altar. Placing incense, candles, crystals and anything that lit them up. Put on their favourite music, dance in the kitchen, talk about them and their memories of them, bring them back to life with your love and thoughts. Just because they're physically gone doesn't mean they're gone. I place all my family together, light a candle each morning and play a tune or two that puts a smile on my face or a tear in my eye that they loved. It feels so nice to have them in the heart of my home 
around my children and a part of our lives in some way. Now, you can leave this up for as long as you like with either of the altars. I personally put it away once it feels right and let them rest, so to speak, knowing that we'll do this again next Hallow's Eve or their birthday or death anniversary. Remembrance Candle Anointing. To honour the beloved memory of your ancestors and loved ones, you may like to dress a white candle and light it in memory. For this, you'll need one white pillar candle for each you wish to remember, one tea light candle, half a cup of dried rosemary diced, half a cup of dried mugwort chopped, pinch of black salt or leftover incense ashes, ancestors or loved ones luxury, so something like their photo, amulet, clothing, and some matches. On a baking sheet or protected surface, sprinkle the mixed herbs and incense um, ashes on the surface. Light the tea light candle and hover the pillar candle over the top of the flame horizontally. This will start to melt the wax of the pillar candle, so keep moving the candle all over with the flame's heat. Then you're going to gently roll the candle into the mix of dried herbs and then stand upright. Once all your candles are ready and your memory pieces are laid out on your altar, light each candle in memory of them with the protective candles and think of the fond memories you shared together. Connecting with loved ones, offerings and leaving a plate out. Now, this is a beautiful tradition that we've taken on for only a few short years, but one that I'll carry on forever. On the night of Halloween, my family and I put some nice-ish clothes on. In other words, we try a little bit more than just our pyjamas or what we've been wearing all day. We make enough food for an extra plate. We serve the wine or beverage and place an extra chair out. We light two candles, one for lighting the way, another for protection. You can use white and black, whatever you'd really like. And we ask our loved ones to join us for a meal, to sit at the table with us and enjoy our company. We talk and discuss life matters as usual with my living family. Give thanks to the chef and Gaia for our meal. And when all is said and done, we blow out the candles and give the offering plate to the chickens. So this is a really nice warming feeling to give without asking for anything in return. Just to let them know we're thinking of them and that they're welcome for the night. Some foods and kitchen witchery you may like to create this Halloween could be fun and creative. Some witches like to cook a beast with all the trimmings. This is as a blood or meat offering to the deities, the gods or spirits. A feast fit for a king or queen. Others carve faces and symbols into fruits and baked goods with symbols of protection and edible treats, such as delicious offerings. Some make decorations from dried herbs and citrus like herbal wreaths. 
It makes sun catches, capsicum or pumpkin candle holders, dress skin masquerade, costumes, makeup with patterns, bold and dark colours, pendants and jewels, face paints and so on. This year we're carving a pumpkin. This is part of my kids' homeschool activity I've created for them. A chance to show an artistic flair with a blade under supervision, of course. Gut out the siege, which we'll bake later to snack on and place candles inside and watch the flames dance. We'll be serving an extra plate out for our past loved ones, eating a few treats baked and bought and putting the fire pit on and enjoying the beautiful night sky. Halloween lore and goddess history. In the ancient palaces of Muan, Crete, Crete? Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. High high priestesses enchanted wealthy traders and seafarers using their feminine wills, aphrodisiacs and white magic. They worshipped the serpent goddess who was also protectress, sorceress and destroyer of evil. The Minoans, Mioans, traded extensively in their prized spice saffron and the strangers were enchanted into the serpent goddess worshipping creature. It is believed that Ariandi, notorious for giving the hero Thesis a thread to find his way out of the labyrinth, was the original serpent goddess who guarded the secret saffron magic. The love spell to come was used by the priestesses whenever a rich stranger stranger feasted in the palaces of Nos. According to legend, if any stranger appeared on the day of the year devoted to the ghost of the ancestors, Halloween, he would be brought to the palace of the serpent goddess to prove to her he was not a ghost but a virile man. Once again, I apologise for my pronunciations. It's not easy when you um, <laughs> don't know how to pronounce things. So working with this spell of seduction, you will need one red or orange candle, three saffron threads, a bowl of sea salt, a glass of water, cinnamon or frankincense incense. Without going through the whole spell, I've pulled parts of the spell verse. If you'd like to go over the whole spell, you can use this um, or find this in the Spells of Magical Yearbook written by Sarah Barlett. O Lady Ariandi, give me the power to seduce and the reward of my desire. Bring me my heart's desire, O sacred earth. Bring me my heart's desire, O sacred fire. Bring me my heart's desire, O sacred air. Bring me my heart's desire, O sacred water. O Ariandi, let desire be mine, and with this spell desire be theirs for me alone, but none to bind. (sighs) So with all said and done, 
I'd like you to have a little think about what you would like to do for this Halloween. Perhaps you haven't given it any thought before. Perhaps you like to go trick-or-treating. I think for me I'm trying to come back to traditions and look a little deeper than just the bags of lollies and, you know, candies that are just too easily purchased from the general stores. I want my kids to also think about why, you know, traditions have kind of been lost over the years as well Um, and I want them to hold the thought of loved ones who have passed on um, in their minds and their thoughts and by bringing out their their photos and memorabilia, it does create an open space for them to talk around anything for them, spiritually, you know, things of the past, things of the future, make them feel like they're supported and, you know, it just it does feel really nice to have specific times a year that the whole family can be involved in. So whether you do want to go trick-or-treating, get dressed up, and eat those bags of lollies and overindulge in all the treats. Maybe still light a candle if that's all you do do. And when you light it, have the thought of someone that you know that you have let go and light that candle for them, light the path. Have a wonderful Hallow's Eve and... We'll talk again soon, witches. Bye.